Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Heat Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Perlick's secrets of WCW Nitro. Welcome to a brand new edition of the Two Out of Three Falls podcast here on the on the Cruise Control Podcast Network, which you can find on YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast, also on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple. Uh, you can find my co-host, Graham Matthews, on Twitter at Russell Rant from Bleacher Report and Fan Sided Daily DDT. My man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Can't complain. Uh, we're taping this on February 25th. A lot of things to talk about in the world of professional wrestling. Again, you can follow Graham on Twitter at Russell Rant. You can follow me at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y. The letter J-C-R-U-Z on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, shout out to our great people at Red Bull for the love and support for every single show that we do. Um, again, youtube.com slash cruise control podcast. If you're a video podcast kind of fan, if you're a audio person, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple. If you like the, the, the shirt I have on, go to pro wrestling tees.com slash cruise control for two out of the falls podcast t shirt. Uh, so Graham, we started with this the big show. Paul How White. can we not? A AEW um, that came out of left field, out of nowhere, and uh, last time that I saw that I recall seeing him was uh, during that WrestleMania 36 time frame. He challenged Drew McIntyre for the world title. Don't remind um, me. He had a show on the network. Uh, Netflix. Guess, uh, Netflix. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Even bigger, actually. Yeah. Even bigger, so I mean, <laughs> you got canceled. Um, I watched the show with my with my younger sister. Uh, I was it. We listen for for a kid's show. It was good. Um, I can see why it wasn't renewed though. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. Really, that bad? Yeah. That bad? It wasn't that bad. It was just like I mean, for you and me, we're you're gonna think it's fucking dumb. It's a. Li- I I haven't watched Disney Channel or Nickelodeon in in like ten years, but um, mm-hmm. I, you know, it was one of those type of shows. I think it was. In- I actually enjoyed it for what it was, and I think Big Show is probably the best part about the show. He's got acting chops. He's been in movies right. before. He did that movie Knucklehead about ten years ago. I actually really enjoyed that movie. Um, was far from a classic, but um, you know, it was good for what it was, and I think he has acting chops. So it was. It sucked to see um the show get canceled, and then honestly to kind of segue into what we're talking about here, that might've been part of the reason as to why he left WWE. Because I think that show was in conjunction with WWE Studios. So mm-hmm. him, you know, he put a lot of effort into that show, a lot of heart and soul onto that show, promoting it. You know, he was doing the media rounds and whatever, promoting that show. And then he finds out it got canceled. That was probably a Netflix decision. It wasn't a WWE decision, but maybe he wanted the show to be something else and WWE had different ideas. I don't know, um, but he might get more freedom now being outside of WWE doing other acting gigs. Now, I don't know that for a fact. That's purely my speculation, but that could have been part mm-hmm. of the reason as to why he left, which uh, 
I mean, regardless of whether you think it's cool or terrible or whatever, I think we can all agree it was definitely shocking. More shocking than any face or heel turn this guy has done in the last 20 years. Um, but yeah, it was it was quite the development on Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, because I'm on the timeline and it says Paul White and, and, and I'm like, that name sounds familiar. Paul White. What is, what <laughs> you is the first Paul thing White? you you didn't see the uh, Paul White is all elite graphic from AEW. Like, what the hell is this? I thought it was fan then made. I'm, to be honest with you, yeah. Then I saw Tony Khan put it out. I saw AEW put it out, and then obviously the fans on Twitter are talking about it. I'm like, oh, okay. So we haven't seen Paul uh, Big Show Paul White perform yeah. in a while. Uh, we thought he was going to retire, but now he goes over there. And as far as I know, and you might think different. I don't know if he's coming there as a performer. I think he's doing uh, like color commentary with Tony Schiavone for Dark. Um, that's what I that's what I saw earlier today. So we don't know if, if he's going to be an in ring performer at, at some point in the time. Even though he told, um, I think he told a fan he he still has some left in the tank. So we'll see about that. But I mean, overall, again, another McMahon guy going to yeah. AEW, which is that's what that's the norm. Lately, so, but overall, like, um, is it a good thing he goes over there? A great thing he go uh, he goes over there? And do you think he should be an active performer, um, or just do the thing with Tony Giovanni? And if he is active, what kind of matches you feel like can can be good with um, Paul White? So to clarify, for a couple things, I think it's for, or it definitely is for a new show called Dark Elevation. Um, they have Dark on Tuesdays. It's a different show, but the same show. It's like an extension of Dark. It's going to be on Mondays at 7. It's not going to be the Monday Night Wars. Um, it airs before Raw at 7 p.m. Um, I think uh, it's a mixture. On TNT? on TNT? No, no, on YouTube. It's a YouTube show. So okay, all right. Like Dark is currently. I know they announced about a year ago, oh, we're getting our second show. Tony Khan is already, I'm pretty sure, confirmed on Twitter that this is not the second or third show or whatever. This is just supplementary. Dark mm -hmm. recently has been like literally two and a half hours long with nothing but squash matches and enhancement matches with indie guys. They're trying to give indie guys a, a paycheck during the pandemic. And that's cool, but it makes for a really, really long show. It's like an extra long episode of superstars and it's just not my cup of tea. I'm sure they're not catering to me specifically. Um, mm -hmm. They're obviously not, but um, you know, that's just my own two cents. So it's like an extension of that. Big Show will be doing commentary for it alongside Tony Schiavone. He will occasionally wrestle. They did, I think, already confirm that he will wrestle. As long as he's not fucking facing Joey Janela in a month from now on Dynamite, then I'm okay with that. If he pops up in the occasional Battle Royal, then that's honestly, dude, I think that's okay. Like him popping up every now and again in WWE is fine. Him being in a prominent program. The Orton feud was fine for what it was last year. You mentioned like the last time that you saw him was um you know, you remember seeing him was around WrestleMania 36 last year with the Drew McIntyre thing. He was on Raw for quite a little while um, in the summer of last year in the Performance Center when they were doing the Orton Legend Killer stuff. In his last match, actually, in WWE, was facing Orton on Raw, and Orton punted him in the head. So that was his last right. WWE match. That was in July, and that prepared Orton for McIntyre at SummerSlam. So... Again, I have no desire to see Big Show used in a meaningful manner like that in 2020, 2021. I've never been the biggest Big Show fan. I've grown to appreciate him with the less often that he has shown up over the years. Like when he was doing, and again, I got to get my obligatory authority shot in, but when he was doing the authority shit five, six years ago, he was out there with Kane every week. That was fucking terrible. But like the less he has shown up, the more I've grown to 
tolerate uh, Paul White Big Show. So, again, if he does the occasional match in AEW, depending on what it is, I'm kind of okay with that. It seems to be more of a commentator thing. I'm not going to sit here and say this is a great pickup or it's a terrible pickup. I'm more in the camp of like, I really don't care because it's at, it, it's at the point now where it's like, when is enough enough? How many WWE people are they really going to sign? Like if they want to sign Brody Lee, Luke Harper, or John Moxley, Miro even, people that never got an opportunity in WWE to kind of reprove themselves now, I think mm-hmm. that's awesome. A big show, no one ever really was saying, oh, I, 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 who has ever fucking said I want to see big show in all elite wrestling? Absolutely nobody. And I know it's, again, as a commentator, but honestly, this is just me, but why not pay the money that you're paying to him and you know he's not coming cheap? Why not just pay that money and spend it on three or four different commentators or other wrestlers or someone that hasn't had an opportunity yet? Like, I don't really it's care. The to see- it's, the, it's the name, though. I That's- agree with you. It's the name, but it's like, is is... Is hearing Big Show on commentary really going to drive people to watch this YouTube show? I don't think it will. And if it is, these people are fucking hypocrites because these are the same people <laughs> like me. That's like if I said, oh, I don't care about Big Show being used on Raw in 2020, which I've said many, many times. And then I sit here and say, oh, I can't wait to watch Dark Elevation. Big Show is going to be so great on commentary. I'm not even saying he's going to be bad. I'm just saying that just use this. They need a, They need some newer blood. Jim Ross is like 68 years old. I love Jim Ross. He's not going to be around for the next 10 years, I don't think. Um, Tony Schiavone is not going to be around forever. Um, Excalibur is like the only young voice they have. (laughs) Even Daz is not going to be around for a long. I mean, these guys have been doing commentary for like 20 years now, 20, 30 years. They need fresher blood. They had commentators that they were using in the beginning. A guy named Golden Boy, who I believe is like a video game guy, he was pretty good, and they stopped using him. Chris Van Vliet was another one. He wasn't a, a, a commentator, but he was like an interviewer, and they just stopped mm-hmm. using him. Unless these people just said, I'm busy, and I have other obligations, and I can't do stuff for you guys, which I don't think was the case. I think they just stopped using them. So I don't get it. Listen, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying I'd rather – if they brought in like Mauro Ranallo, for example, that's one thing. That's like, right. oh, that's actually – kind of interesting it's like okay he he's fresh off the wwe stint he's a well-known amazing commentator i can get behind that and he can really really enhance some shit i think that'd be cool big show i'm not saying that he won't enhance it but it's like why dude it's like sting coming into wrestle cap off his career i make makes sense big show it's like i'd rather just see some fresh blood get a chance honestly like, how many ex-WWE legends are we fucking bringing in here? It doesn't matter if it's wrestling or commentary or what. This is more bearable than if he's in the ring. But I'm, I'm more in the camp of, like, I just, why? Like, why? I mean, I'm not going to completely shit on it, but why is my question. Um, You know, like I said, it's the name, the lineage, um, maybe a guy who could perform here and there in the company. Uh, but, yeah, like, We've seen him, Jericho, Cody, Miro. You've seen Brody Lee. You've seen um, the the Revival. You've seen Sting. So it was like, yeah, it's a plethora of guys who go there. But like like you mentioned, if certain guys who don't who don't get the opportunity um, on Raw SmackDown comes to AEW, then like you said, that's fine. But someone who's already established and Listen, we don't know if if Big Show Paul White is gonna want to wrestle. He, he might just want to do a commentary, and that and that's that, and that that might be it. But um, knowing from your tone, you, you're not a big Big Show <laughs> fan. It's not that I don't hate. It's not that I hate Big Show. It's just like 
I, I, I on, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Maybe behind the scenes, but like on air, I don't see that much value being brought over. Mm. Like if it was, I, I don't know. I don't know if it was like an established like Jim Ross brings a lot of he brings a lot of value. I think I think Mauro Ranallo would bring a lot of value. Um, I think mm-hmm. people like if they hired, I don't fucking know. It's just like again, I completely agree with you. I know it's a name thing. I understand that, but it's like they already have enough names, dude. Like they already have a lot of good name commentators. Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross are names. They have Chris Jericho. They have John Moxley. They have all these other names. How many fucking names do you have? WCW started stacking up names to the point where they didn't know what to do with half the people that they had on the roster. TNA did the exact same thing. I'm not saying AEW is TNA or WCW, but it's like, why? Like, I just, I don't, I honestly just don't get it. And I don't think he doesn't want to wrestle because he has said in many, many mm-hmm. interviews, oh, I'm not retiring anytime soon. I'm not done. I don't know. I don't think he's, he's definitely not done wrestling. If he was, WWE is willing to bring him in to wrestle. It's not a sting situation where it was like, oh, we don't want you to compete anymore. They, they would have Big Show wrestle whenever they wanted. I mean, he's been wrestling regularly, not regularly, but he's been brought in for like the one shots for a while, sometimes a little bit more often than they should. But right. I, and look, I, I just they, don't see the they, value. They're bringing Rusev and they, they name him Miro, uh, Miro. And it's like, what have you done with this Rusev guy who is coming from here? And this, absolutely like, nothing. No, you just kind of you just bossed him. No, they completely botched him. And I don't want to. I don't want to use that comparison just because Big Show is being brought in as a commentator. If they brought him in as solely yeah. a wrestler, I'd be like, all right, fuck off. Like this is just stupid. <laughs> we do not need Big Show on the roster. Um, so Graham, you don't want you don't want Paul White and. and um, Luchasaurus going on one. Hey, if Luchasaurus yeah. squashes him and. Two minutes, then absolutely. Other than that, <laughs> absolutely not. If he's in there squashing Marco stunt or something, then maybe. But other than that, I just I I can't bring myself to care that much. So, so right now he he's not currently in the Hall of Fame, right? Big Show? Not no, yet. he's actually not. Him again. He'll be in down the road, I'm sure. But no, he's yeah. not in the WWE Hall of Fame. Like Kane isn't either. But you know, they're not they're not they're not done wrestling. Like they're not like Mark Henry is done wrestling. Like he's not he's not going to wrestle anymore. Maybe for like the occasional battle royal, but like he's retired. Big Show, as far as I know, is not retired. Neither is Kane, so that's why they're not in the Hall of Fame. Before I change the subject, do you have? When I say favorite, I'm not saying like, "Ooh, I can't." Just is there a match, a Big Show match in WWE that kind of stands out? You like, you know what? That wasn't pretty bad. That was pretty good. Um, far and few between, but I actually have two. Um, one, his match, and this is, it's not really an underrated one. It's not like a well-known one. Um, Mm -hmm. but if you ask a lot of people who've been watching in the last 10 years, they'll probably point to this one. Him and Sheamus from the 2012 Hell in the Cell pay-per-view was probably, it was when he won the World Heavyweight Championship, like the most recent time. This was 10 years ago. Okay. This was definitely the best big show match I have ever seen. The pay-per-view, it's, it was the same show where Ryback faced CM Punk and, and Punk beat him inside Hell in the Cell, which was dumb. Um, but Sheamus and, and Big Show had a, a great match. They had actually really, really good chemistry. And Big Show won the world title, and that was his last like really, really good run. Um, mm. That was probably the best Big Show match I've ever seen. The other one, not like a match match. It was, it was four minutes, but him and Brock from MSG at Survivor Series 02. Maybe it's just because I've seen that show like a million times because I love that match, but that was when Big Show handed Brock his first defeat. Heyman turned on Brock, aligned with Big Show. It was a great sprint. Only four minutes. It was a fantastic sprint, though. Um, that was another really, really fun match. All of his matches with Brock, for the most part, 
were pretty good. Um, I, I can't sit here and say many other matches that come to mind as being, oh, man, they were such instant Big Show classics. He's more of like a character than he is a wrestler. Um, mm-hmm. But those are the two that come to mind as, you know, immediately. So you would have Big Show Brock over Big Show John Cena from WrestleMania 20 for the U.S. title? I mean, that wasn't that... I'd have to go back and watch it, but I remember watching it, not thinking it was a great match. It was a great moment when Cena won, mm-hmm. but like, I don't think it was that good of a match. I'm trying to think of like, um, you know, actually a third one that I really, really enjoyed. This would probably, I don't know if it'd be number one, but I would put this over Brock and Big Show. Um, him and Mayweather from 24 was actually really good. Way better right. than really had any right to be. Because like Big Show is Big Show and Mayweather's not a wrestler, but they made it work and it was really entertaining. So, um, mm. I would put that one up there as well. I really enjoyed that match. Well, we show Big Show with some love today. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably the most I've talked about Big Show in like 10 years. Facts. Uh, we also had the Elimination Chamber um, this past Sunday. So let me pull that card up. So while I'm doing that, Grant, what did you overall think of the Elimination Chamber? Matter of fact, give me one second. It's coming up right here. Mm-hmm. All right, so we had um, Morrison defeat Elias, Mustafa Ali, and Ricochet in a fatal four-way match. The winner was to join the U.S. title match later on. Uh, Daniel Bryan won the the chamber to meet Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns beat Daniel Bryan in a minute and a half. We'll get to that in a second. Matt Riddle is a new U.S. champion, defeating Bobby Lashley and John Morrison, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, Kept their raw, oh, their, their tag titles against Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. Drew McIntyre won the chamber match to keep the WWE championship, and then the Miz cashed in on Drew to become the new WWE champion. So, what was your overall take from the Elimination Chamber, Graham? I thought it was, um, you know, a good little show. Not a musty show by any means, but it was more newsworthy than I thought it would be. And I think this is what WWE needed. Because um, going into the show, the build sucked. No one was looking forward to the show. The the chamber matches felt pretty predictable, but they switched it up. Um, I'm trying to think. I think um, I I said last week when we did these predictions that um, if Lee wasn't in, then Riddle would win. So I kind of got that one right. I think I got the women's tag team title match right too, even though that wasn't on the card as of when we spoke last week. The chamber matches I got wrong. I really thought Cesaro would win. Uh, Brian winning was good too. That was my second choice. Um, I thought. Sheamus would win. He didn't. McIntyre did, and then Miz cashed in. I did not see that coming. So it was a newsworthy show. I think they needed that. The two chamber matches were good. It said seven matches there on Wikipedia, and technically there were. But to me, this was a four-match show. Um, the kickoff was on the kickoff, so it wasn't on the main card. Brian and Roman went all of a minute, and then Miz and McIntyre was a cash-in. So really, it was a four-match show. And the show right. was two and a half hours. This felt like, dude, an in-your-house pay-per-view. And maybe that's why I liked it. I'm not even saying okay. it was a great show, but I'm saying it was short, it was sweet, it reminded me, and I'm not, it's not, you know, I don't want to make this comparison because it's like, oh, that was one of the greatest pay-per-views of all time. It reminded me of Canadian Stampede. Canadian Stampede had four matches. Mm. These matches were nothing like what Canadian Stampede had, but it had four no. matches. And the show was like two hours or something. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what this reminded me of. And I could really get behind more pay-per-views being like this. It was maybe for the best because WrestleMania is coming up, and we know that's going to be like a six-hour show between the two nights. So that's whatever. Um, so that is what it is. But I thought this was good. 
the Miz thing was shocking. Um, you know, there's a lot of thoughts in that. We'll get to it in a second. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought the chamber matches were good. The tag team title match was was whatever. It kind of felt like you would see it on Raw or SmackDown uh, for the women. But it wasn't bad. It, it just kind of was what it was. Uh, Roman and Brian was what it needed to be. And the triple threat for the U.S. title I thought was pretty good too. So I enjoyed the show for what it was. Again, more newsworthy than I thought it would be, which is a good thing. So, uh, yeah, the Miz is the new WWE champion. So I guess we'll talk about that. Um, I think they... I think they wasted Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, which they didn't have to. No, I agree. I would have just said that. That's what I said going into this pay-per-view. I said I would not have fucking done that on this show if you don't have to. But at like, least they kept it to a, like 30 seconds. So. Yeah, but then like... They I know, I know. For, for a Their first and a match. And yeah, I know. Yeah, I agree. It's like... It should have been Cesaro. Because we all know Edge was going to get Reigns at WrestleMania. So obviously, you can't change the belt at fucking Chamber. But if you said, hey, the winner of this match gets a future title shot. Okay, so then you have WrestleMania with Edge and Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns wins that match. Then Daniel Bryan comes down the road and, 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 and you know wants that, that, that title shot. So j- just to do it right away, I thought it was they do the match and then Daniel Bryan will be the main event against Reigns or whatever and be like the last match and not right after. Like, damn, Jesus Christ. Like, he just fought for a fucking half hour and now he goes right into into uh, with, with with reigns like well, I, I don't yeah. know i think the whole thing just made no sense like you could have held that title shot for for for, for daniel for at a later date down the road no problem with that roman reigns did not have to wrestle on this on this this night mm-hmm. yeah, he had a fucking night off but what do i know but i think that was the only glaring thing the miz i i didn't i didn't mind um I actually thought that when I saw Lashley come out, that they were going to build to Bobby Lashley and Drew at WrestleMania. Uh, Wrestle, um, they WrestleMania. still might. They still could, actually. We'll get to that, but I think they still could. Then I'm like, okay, great. Night is over. Miss <laughs> nope. I'm like, oh, man. Then now, I mean, I know the Miz won, and, and then it's like, but then now there's a story, though. That the MVPs involved, and like, hey, listen, if my guy helps you out, you give him a title shot down the road. And the Miz is flaking back and forth. So now I'm thinking Fastlane is going to come up in in March. So they might do a three way Miz, Bobby, and and um Drew. I could be wrong. I know Monday um is going to be Bobby and the Miz. Yes, the title. I know that's not going to have a legit finish. Drew might come out and attack Bobby for attacking him. So you might get a three way at Fastlane. The thing is, who was the match at WrestleMania for the, for, for the title? Is it Miz? Is it Bobby? Is it Drew? Is it all three? What do you think? Well, I ain't the fucking Miz. I can tell you that much. The Miz will not be involved in the title match at WrestleMania. Oh, uh, so you're saying Miz going to drop uh, before WrestleMania? Yeah, it could be Monday. It's probably going to be Fastlane, but I could see them doing it Monday. Um, but you then, know, it was- you know, why, why, why have him cash in if he's going to drop it so quick? I'm I'm playing advocate here. Why have him cash in if you're going to drop it so quick? Because he's a transitional champ. Um, Bobby can beat him. So there's a mm-hmm. couple things they could do here or why they may have done this. They may have done this so Bobby would beat him and not Drew. So Drew can face Bobby for the belt at WrestleMania. So Drew is in chase mode. As opposed to doing Bobby versus Drew and Drew's already the champion, that's one option. The other option as to why they did, why they could have done was to, one, have Miz cash in successfully because he cashed in unsuccessfully a couple of months ago and they gave it back to him. They couldn't have him fail again. 
the briefcase would have just been destroyed. Um, right. The concept is already damaged anyway. I guess they didn't have to have him win. I don't know. They could have worked their way around it. Um, he's facing the Bad Bunny and, and Damian Priest tag team to WrestleMania with Morrison, so we know he's not going to be involved in the title match at WrestleMania. And, and before anyone gets at me with it, someone suggested, oh, what if they do what they did at WrestleMania 1 with like the celebrity and the WWE champion? Fucking stop. Like when, This is not 1985, and Miz is not Hulk Hogan, so fucking stop with that shit. Um, right. So anyway, I think the second option is that they want to do Drew and Sheamus, which I think they're going to still because it seems like they're still building to that, which is what they should do because they've been building up for so long that to not do it at all would be fucking dumb. They've been literally building that story for three months now since November. They have to do that at WrestleMania, and I want to see Drew, uh, Drew and Bobby, but Drew and Sheamus makes more sense. You got to pay that off. So that would be one option to have Drew face Sheamus in night one, earns another title opportunity, faces Bobby in night two. That's one thing you can do. Um, don't know if I want to see that, but it's an option. The other option is you have Bobby instead face. You do Drew and Sheamus, but you instead have Bobby face Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, I've seen some people say, oh, maybe he comes back on Raw after Bobby wins the title. They confront, boom, mania match made. I think that'd be fucking sick. The only issue with that is that Bobby absolutely has to win. Absolutely. Bobby should not be built up for six months and then lose to fucking Brock Lesnar. And Brock Lesnar is credible and whatnot, but it, it's just a waste. And I don't want to see another part-time champion. Brock's already held the belt 10 times. No thanks. Um, I fear that match just because, one, I don't think Brock would want to lose to Bobby just because I feel like I don't think he wants to do the match at all. And the only reason he would agree to come back to do it is if you lost to him. And two, he's lost to WrestleMania the last two years. He lost to 35 and 36 did Brock. Would he really lose? Would he really lose the third straight year in the row? I don't think so. So, and the title would be changing hands way too much if they just they put mm-hmm. Miz and then Drew and then Bobby and then Brock. It's just a mess. So yeah. you got to have Bobby win. That's the only way you do that match. And I think that match would be great. I think the only time to do that match is now because Bobby may not be this hot in six months from now. So I'm honestly very fucking happy, and we we've talked at length about Bobby Lashley and wearing the shirt right now that probably like 10 people own that he came back with a couple of years ago. We've talked at length about this. You know, you wanted to see him win the Rumble. I'm not saying I didn't. I just heavily doubted they would do that because I didn't think they would ever really pull the trigger on Lashley and push him towards the title picture. But they are actually, which is fucking awesome. I just didn't think they actually would because if they haven't done it before, why now? So I don't know why now, but they finally realized the guy's a star, so that's cool. He's 45 years old, but hey, better late than fucking never. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's what they could do. Hopefully, Bobby wins the belt. I would rather see Bobby as, as champion. Drew winning it back so soon would be a complete waste. So it's really got to be – it's really it's, – it's got to be Bobby winning the championship, either on Monday or they build to like Drew, Miz, and Bobby at Fastlane, and that's where Bobby wins it. But either way, he's got to be champion going into WrestleMania. I think Miz and Bobby, the finish won't be legit on, on Raw. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Because Drew might come out, attack Bobby. Great. Yeah. We get Then we get Drew, Bobby, and the Miz at Fastlane. If you're telling me that Miz is going to be in this tag team with Morrison and Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, it, I, heard that, I heard that before. But if that goes to plan, obviously he's not the world champion. So Bobby either... On Raw on March is walking out as champion, walking into WrestleMania as champion. It's a matter of does he get Drew? Does he get Brock? I, I like the Brock thing. I think, I think 
could I see Brock losing three in a row? Like, hey, listen, I haven't been around a whole year, but you want me back. Great. At Mania, cool. But to lose three times exactly. in a row. Exactly. But it would have to make some sort of like it could be it could be a non-finish at WrestleMania. You know what I'm saying? I do like, not want to <laughs> at WrestleMania. I, I'm I don't just saying, like, is Brock gonna get pinned three times in a row? No, I, that's, I don't that's my problem. Happening. That's why I'm very scared. It's it's a it's a catch twenty two because if you don't do that, I, I don't know what you do. I, that's the only match that makes sense, and I don't think Bobby would win. I don't. I, I would. I guess I would rather have Bobby win the belt than not win it at all. But like, I don't want him to lose to Brock, and I don't want Brock as champion again. So it's like mm. it, it, it almost feels like a. I don't know. I, I don't know what they do. I'm very. I don't know if they have a plan. If they even know what they're gonna do, but we'll we'll see. Hey, it's cool that he's getting the spotlight shine on him, uh, showing on him for now because uh, he's making the most of it. But I also think with their planning, with WrestleMania being outdoors, the pandemic stuff, they want to get some tickets being sold. I I could see Brock and and Bobby being. I wouldn't know main event, but at least for the title, I think that'll be. I mean, again, you. Uh, I think it's a main Drew, event. Drew and Sheamus. That that's cool. Um, we spoke about last week. Does Bianca and Sasha get the main event one of these nights? And if they do, then who is the main event for the following night? Is it Roman and Edge? Is it maybe Brock and and, and Bobby? Like, which one would you have main event either night? Brock and maybe and Bobby or Edge and Reigns. So that's the problem. I, I I said last week that I want to see one women's main event and then one men's main event. I think you can do that with two nights of WrestleMania. The problem is that both Rumble winners um, are from SmackDown, or, or both are probably going for SmackDown titles. We know Edge is, and Bianca probably will too. Mm. Does Raw not get a main event on either night? I mean, that's the to, to be. I mean, I don't know. I guess Raw got both main events last year. Uh, with Styles and Taker, and then um, Drew and Brock. So I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, I don't know. Bobby and Brock feels like a main event to me. Uh, does it mean event over Sasha and Bianca? Yeah, I don't know. I probably would I, have I, Sasha. I don't know. I don't know, but that story hasn't really started yet. I know they're doing this little tag team thing, but they obviously on TV, Bianca has to I mean, that's, they're, they're, they're doing them. They have to. She's not choosing yeah. Oscar. We don't even know his fucking champion right now she's not even on the show most weeks <laughs> and they, they they took her off chamber too that's what i'm i mean what did, i don't even know what the fuck they're, they don't give a shit about asuka they don't i know that she's been champion for like six seven months now dude she has not had a title defense on pay-per-view since september the pe- the person she beat isn't even there anymore in zelina vega so it's like really? yeah they, they, they yes on pay-per-view anyway you know she defended wow. it against alexa bliss and raw a couple weeks ago i think that was a non-finish anyway um they don't. They don't care about either. They don't care about Oscar. Or they don't care about that belt. But hey, it wasn't an afterthought when Becky Lynch held it. So to me, it's like, hey, Oscar, you're nice and all, and you can hold the belt. But we see Charlotte as the star of this division, or we see Becky as the star of this division, or maybe even Rhea Ripley when she comes up very, very soon. They already advertised her for Raw this week, which is great, and I, I think that's very smart. So I don't know. I, I just don't think they give a fuck about Oscar. So if you're fantasy booking this now. If Oscar is the champion walking into WrestleMania, do you think it's her and Charlotte? I, do I see her and Ripley out of nowhere? I, I I think it's too soon for that. I mean, hey, it could happen. But do you think do you think it's Oscar and Charlotte at WrestleMania? Well, what I would have done, I would have had Charlotte beat Oscar for the belt at Elimination Chamber. And listen, I like Oscar, but. Mm-hmm. 
her reign has just been very uneventful lately because she's just not that she's not just on the show. She's on the show, but she's not doing anything. The belt is such an afterthought and you can shit on Charlotte all you want, but she is the focal point of that division and her and chase her as the champion and Rhea in chase mode makes a whole lot of fucking sense after what happened last mm. year. So right. the two matches that I really want to see, I, I guess if I had to rank them, this is what I would do. I would do um, Charlotte and Rhea at number one. I would have Charlotte win the belt before Mania. I don't think they're going to do that because if they were, then why wouldn't they have just done that on Sunday after Lacey Evans had to pull out of the pay-per-view? So I don't think they're doing Mm -hmm. that. The other match you can do, um, you can do Charlotte, Ripley, and Asuka in a triple threat because Charlotte and Ripley have their history. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't want to see Charlotte win, but like Ripley would kind of have to win. Asuka's reign sucks, and then maybe Ripley can beat Asuka or whatever, and then you could build Ripley and Charlotte from there. Um, third would probably be Ripley and Asuka just because it's something new and I don't think they would leave Charlotte off the show. So I don't think they're going to do that. And the fourth thing is if they do Charlotte and Asuka, that is probably the least match I want the match. I want the least just because we've already seen it a million times, a million times. And again, they always have great matches, but Asuka is not beating Charlotte. I don't think so. So I would rather they just do the triple threat. Because Charlotte has already beaten Oscar. She's already beaten Oscar for like two different titles in the last couple of years. I don't want to see that again. So I'm hoping Ripley gets involved somehow. Uh, two more topics. So now we know Roman Reigns and Edge is, is official for WrestleMania 37. We kind of saw that coming, but now it's yeah. official. Um, I think it's cool. I don't think Edge is going to win. I'd be shocked if Edge won. Um, but then again... If he if he doesn't win, then it's like, all right, who's gonna take down Roman Reigns? We've well, seen Kevin Owens try forty two times. <laughs> they have um, plenty of other people though. <laughs> they have plenty. Who? Who? Well, Biggie is one. They could do Biggie and him at some point at some pay per view later on in the year or at SummerSlam. Okay. They built that up. They can go back to Brian. I hope they don't do Brian and Roman at Fastlane because it's just so predictable that Brian isn't gonna win. But I, I like that. the interaction they had Brian and um. Edge, was it SmackDown? Yeah, it was SmackDown last week. I like that, but you know Brian's not going to win. And I know he's probably not going to win anyway, but you have more unpredictability if it happens at a SummerSlam or Money in the Bank or something. So Mm -hmm. I know they set up the rematch with what happened on Sunday with the minute-long match, but like you said, they shouldn't have even done that. It really should have been Cesaro. or I don't think Cesaro's getting a title. That would have been the time to do it. They're not going to do Cesaro and Roman coming at WrestleMania. I don't think. I would love to be wrong. I was wrong about Bobby, so I, I would love to be wrong about Cesaro. Um. You have them. Um, if I looked at the roster a little more, Rey Mysterio is a nothing guy right now, but that would be a fun match at some point. Ray and Roman, I think, would be cool. Seth, um, not anytime soon. I would, I would wait on that for a long time. I just don't think it's. I don't think it's been long enough since their last feud. And Rollins is a heel anyway. I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn him. Yeah, Biggie and Brian are really my top two. Um, Owens didn't, done there, been that. You know, been there, done that. Um, Cesaro, Cesaro, Brian, and Big E beyond Edge mm. would be my top three. And you can always have Edge win, get the feel good win at WrestleMania, and then have him lose like a month or two later. You can totally do that. So it doesn't right, really I, matter. He, he he's mentioned that he's you know in in, in this return he wants to have he wants to be in the ring with like those AJs and yeah. Cesaros and, and and Rollins. So you might get. You might get a little mini, one more mini run out of Edge as champion. I'm like fine said, with that. A, a month or two after Roman Reigns is back as champion. 
Yeah, I mean, hey, you could do Edge and Rollins. Rollins threatened to end his life a couple of years ago on the show. So, I mean, do that over the WWE right. or Universal title. So, yeah, I'm, I'd be totally fine with that. Roman will get the belt back at some point. You don't, mm. no one should worry. They wanted the rock match at some point. That's not for another two fucking years, I guess, but they wanted right. that at some point. He'll get the belt back. Um, he can lose it. It's okay if he loses. It's not the same thing as Brock winning. That'd be just dumb. And even the fact that Edge, you mentioned, like, you know, it'll be cool to, you know, be back in the, the the tag team scene with with, with Christian. Hopefully, yeah. Something so Christian is not on either show, right? He just no. I mean, I think I don't think Edge is on either show, but I think Edge is obviously leaning towards more SmackDown if he's going for the Universal Title, which is cool because he hasn't been on SmackDown in like ten years. Christian, we right. haven't seen since the Rumble. Um, I would hope he goes to SmackDown though, just because one, it's the better show, and two, mm-hmm. um, just so we can reunite with Edge and we can get that, uh, you know, Edge and Christian versus Usos match, or Edge and Christian versus Roman and Jay, um, or they get one more tag team title run. You know, Rude and Ziggler aren't doing, aren't doing shit right now, so uh, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, no, I think that I think that's inevitable. There's no way Christian doesn't come back for another match after how good he looked in the Rumble. Or well, you get Edge and Christian against. Um... Who is it? Uh, Shelton and um, Cedric right now, the tag champions, right? Yeah, well, they're on Raw. I think Edge and Christian will be on SmackDown. But yeah, at some point, yeah, why not? I think that'd be awesome. I think I think Edge and Edge and Christian versus pretty much anyone at this point because it's still, you know, we haven't seen them team in ten years, dude. Edge versus practically anyone now is awesome because we really haven't seen Edge versus really anyone aside from Randy Orton. We've seen Edge in the Rumble and he's interacted with a few people, but like the only singles matches he's had since he's been back, dude, all three singles matches have been with Randy Orton. So, like, I, I want to see him and Seth. I want to see him and AJ. I want to see him and Roman. Like, those are the matches that he should be coming back for. Not the same old shit we've seen 10,000 times. And, um, damn, I had a thought, too, in my head. Damn. All right, it'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll come back to me. Um, so, we got rid of that. Now, the last topic I'll bring up is, um, so... This whole Rock and John Cena thing at WrestleMania yeah. 28. So recently, words been coming out from people on the podcast, and the referee Mike Kyoto was saying, you know, back then, you know, John Cena wasn't really a fan of the Rock, and we, we saw that, you know, on screen and off screen. Um, and I think there was he 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 mentioned something like how Cena was not in favor, or wasn't, you know, he did he did not really want to do the job for the Rock. Uh, WrestleMania 28 was in Miami, so Rock. That was his first match. Uh, that was that was 2012. So that was The Rock's first match in a very, very long time. Very yeah, well, he, rest, he wrestled the tag match at Survivor Series in 2011 with Cena when they teamed out to MMSG. But before that, his first like singles match, I think since Sing- WrestleMania. I think it was, wait, did he wrestle in 04? I think it was his first match since 03. Maybe the Goldberg 04. match. Oh four mania, he was in the tag match with Evolution. That's what it was. That was his last match. But as a single, I think it was the Goldberg match. It at Backlash been. 03, I'm pretty sure. Wow. Yeah. So we, so we get that. And then you know, he, he mentioned that he he felt Cena did not want to do the job to to the rock. Yeah. Because he's been he's been there every single day for 10 years. The rock is doing a different profession, going to Hollywood and movies, cool. And now you're going to bring this guy. I know he's a legend, Hall of Famer, but he's coming back here. And now you want to make him, put him in a prominent spot and like put him in, in the main event. And that's probably how CM Punk felt because he's like, I'm world champion. And then 
The Rock comes in, takes my mm-hmm. spot where I could have been main event at WrestleMania. I, again, it's the it's the Rock, so it's it's not like you're bringing back. With all due respect, like 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 Mick Foley or something. Mick Foley's not going to take a WrestleMania spot from you. But the Rock <laughs> oh, will. Yeah. The Rock, Stone Cold, those guys will take your spot instantly. So at the time, I'm like. I kind of dig the on-screen tension and the off-screen tension, and they go in the the fucking slammy uh, slammy awards, and then they throw in jabs, and I'm like, I, I like this, but I mean, to see Cena not really want to do the job, I don't think he would have went out there and said, "No, I'm not doing it." I know he's a professional, but it kind of shows you how, like, like if, if I just don't like you. I don't want to do shit for you. And obviously he went out there. He lost a match, a, a really good match, you know, uh, by the way. So yeah, what did you make of hearing the fact that Cena might not have wanted to do the job for the rock at WrestleMania 28? Well, you know, like you mentioned, like, Oh, I don't like you. So I'm not going to want to do the job for you. It's all like Sean and Brett, you know, uh, Brett didn't want to do the job for you. I mean, that was a little different. I mean, actually not really. Cause I was going to say they were in Brett's hometown, but they were kind of in rock's hometown too in Miami. Um, mm-hmm. But rock wasn't like, Oh, I have to go over my hometown. I'm sure he didn't give a fuck. So the way that I interpreted that was that he just didn't want to lose that night because I'm pretty sure The Rock has said before, I know this is Mike Kyoto's point of view, so I don't know if he has the whole story or if he just doesn't remember, but Rock has said before that when he came back in 2011 to set up the Cena match or Cena matches, it was always going to be a three-year story where they set it up in 2011, they did the match at 28, and he won, and then Cena wins the following year. Mm-hmm. I don't know why if they knew that in advance, why the fuck they would call it a once-in-a-lifetime match if they knew for a fact they were already going to do it at 29. I don't know why they did that. But mm. it seemed like they knew that from the get-go, um, that they were going to do Rock and Cena three years in a row at WrestleMania. So um, maybe Cena was like, ah, I'm a little – I don't want to lose tonight. I don't want to lose at all. So that's probably what I – that's that's kind of what I interpreted it as. Um, but yeah, Cena was never, you know, he was never going to like, Oh, I'm going to kick out when I shouldn't have kicked out. Like he was not, John Cena's just not that guy. Um, so yeah, no, I thought it was interesting. I love that WrestleMania. I love the match. It's not an instant classic by any means, but you know, it's a lot like rock and Hogan. And then that's a great match for the crowd reactions alone. It was a lot better than 29 match, which sucked. Um, but the first mm. match was great. The build was great year long. Um, it was perfect. So, um, yeah, and I thought that was an interesting comment for Mike Kyoto. Got a question for you. So that match was nine years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Already. So let's say in the last decade mm-hmm. or so, in the last decade, I know there's a plenty, plenty of matches and buildups. I get it. Yeah. But as far as you mentioned the build to Rock and Cena at 28, as far as the last decade goes, yep. where do you kind of like put, where do you rank that build, that year-long build, which, which – we, we, we've never seen like that before. Yeah. Um, where would you rank that build for WrestleMania 28 as far as the last decade goes? Top five, top 10? Is it top three? Where would you put it? Probably um, the last decade? I don't know if it's number yeah. one, but I think it would be, it would probably be higher up there on the totem pole just because I can't think of many other ones that stood out, but it would probably be in the top three for sure. Yeah, I think so. Top three? Yeah, I think so. And now, now, when you think of builds since 2010, obviously the Daniel Bryan yes movement is up there. Yeah. Um, well, the CM Punk stuff that was 2011, so now we're still in that decade time frame. Yeah. Um, 
what else do we got? <laughs> what else do we got? Uh, I, that's what I'm saying. It would probably be in the top two then because it's, I, I, it's, it's hard to think of what else would be in there. Um, I'm not even sure if Jericho Punk maybe. I, I mean, know, it's so hard to it, say. It, 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 is that a good or bad thing, the fact that we can't even think of top builds in the last decade that's worthy of you know recalling? Is that, is that, is that a bad thing? Uh, a little bit, yeah. A little bit. I mean, just because I can't really. If I went, if I went on the list, I would probably remember a little bit more. But yeah, just a, a little bit. It's probably not great that you can't remember in terms of uh, what else would come first. Oh, the 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 Becky thing, I think is up there. Oh yeah, yeah, with Ronda, I would put that up there as well. Maybe in the top okay. three. So yeah. we're looking at Rock and Cena, at least top five. In, in yeah, five definitely. Five. I mean, I think it's three easily, in my opinion. Mm. So. Nick, that 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 WrestleMania 29 match was uh, not not that good. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it wasn't. No, it was and not I, good. The I match, think, the 28 was a lot better in my opinion, and especially for the atmosphere. And the thing was weird is the fact that the 27, you said three three year build, 27, 28, 29. Yep. That it just kind of set off a weird, not a weird trend, but it's like all right, the Miz is, is world champion at 27. Mm-hmm. Punk is the champion the year later, but it's not in the main event at WrestleMania. Yeah. At the 29, CM Punk gets the Undertaker um, in that match, and people were trying to sell him, hey, you're not a, you're not in the main event, but we got Taker for you, or he wasn't yeah. really like feeling that shit. So it, it, it set up a weird um, domino effect of what The Miz will be doing and what CM Punk will be doing the following two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was interesting. Punk really should have been the main event of that mania, and he got gypped 28 and 29. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's it's crazy. Had the Rock thing not happened, he probably would have been in the last match. And I do got to get going, but I will say this, um, yeah. that him and Rock, um, that see, Punk really should have been in that main event at 29. That's just the bottom line for me. It really should have been Cena, Rock, and Punk. And we've talked about that before, um, mm-hmm. but I, I will continue to hammer that home because I just think that's a – I think it's just a fact. I got you. Graham Matthews, uh, Russell Rant on Bo- uh, on Twitter uh, for Bleacher Report, Fansided, Daily DDT. You can find the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, also on YouTube.com slash Cruise Control Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and uh, Instagram, Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. Graham Matthews, my man, always appreciate it. You too, brother. Appreciate it. All right. Take it easy. You too.